Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Pinchas. According to the Chinuch Parshas, Pinchas contains six mitzvos, say six positive mitzvos. The first one, that is the laws of Nachala, inheritance. And after that, the laws and the mitzvos connected with korbanos, including the Korban Tomit, the daily offering. A week ago, this past Sunday, we observed Shavasa Batamus, and one of the five factors of our fasting was Batel HaTomid. The daily Korban Tomid was ceased, stopped being brought, and now in this week's parsha, we are promised that there will be that third Pesach Migdash and that there will be the restoration of the Tamid. So it's not by chance that we read Parshas Pinchas in the three weeks in Eretz Yisrael. They read it on the Shabbos right before Shavasar. For us, it is the first Shabbos of the three weeks. And I want to tell you that there is so much idud, there's so much encouragement and uplifting of Klai Yisrael in this week's parsha, including if you look in the Orachayim HaKadosh, when the Torah lists the uh, Shvatim and the counting of them and how many there were. So this is in Perik Chavvav. You'll take a look in the Orachayim HaKadosh in Pasuk Yutes 19 on Bnei Yehuda. So he says this is not simply that remember there is Pshat, Remez, Drash and Sod. There is four different ways of understanding Torah. So this is not the literal understanding of the text. This is Remez, the hints of the Torah, sowed, the secrets of the Torah. And that is that when it talks about B'nai Yehuda, we talk about, as you'll see, he brings down the destruction of the first two Batei Mikdash, and that's Erva Onan, and there's going to be, once again, that third base Hamigdash, Shelah. Take a look. When he talks about B'nai Yisachar in Pesach of Gimel, the Orachayim HaKadosh again talks about what's Yisachar? Yesh Schar. There is reward. The special reward for the Tamidei Chachamim. That quote-unquote we had and once again will have in the, please God, Sanhedrin that will be restored. And therefore, I'd like to focus this morning on a very interesting concept, one that to a great extent is something which is metaphysical, but it's so much a part of us. And that is the concept that Pinchas Zu Eliyahu. Pinchas was literally the given 
as I'll share with you in a moment, one, the first source, Targum Yonason ben Uziel, that on the Pasuk, Vahoyisolo, literally, uh, um, excuse me, Lachenemor, Pasuk Yud Beis, the very beginning of the parsha, Hinanino Sein Lo Esprisi Shalom, says Targum Yonason ben Uziel. And this is the second half of the Pasuk, and I quote, I will make him Malach Kiam, a eternal angel, Alma, he will live forever, to proclaim and to herald the redemption, the end of the exile, the future Geula Maya at the end of the days. And I read to you from the Yalkut Shimoni at the beginning of Parshas Pinchas, Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish, Pinchas Hu Eliyahu. Pinchas is Eliyahu, and Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God said to Pinchas, Atonasato Shalom, you have literally created peace. Ben Yisrael between the Jewish people and myself. In this world, Af la'asid lavo, so too in the future. Atohu she'asid litein shalom, you are the one that's going to bring peace. Bini Luvain Bonai between me and the Jewish people, Shinemar, and he quotes the Pasuk from the end of Malachi. I am going to send the Navi Malachi, the last Navi that we had promised us. I'm going to send Elio Anavi, Lifnebo Yom Hashem, before the coming of the day of Hashem, Albonim. Now, I want to make sure that I get to it right away, and I want to uh, recommend Rabbi Baruch Simon Shlita, his Sefer on Bamidbar, and his second Dvar Torah on Parshas Pinchas, literally where he talks about Eliyahu, and the return of the Sanhedrin, some very beautiful gems, and I'd like to share some of this with you um, so that you can appreciate it this Shabbos, and something which I hope you're going to be able to appreciate this coming Motsoi Shabbos, and each and every one henceforth. Let's go right to the gut. Before we make Abdullah, I'm sure my home is not the only one. I hope you do as well, whether you say it and especially sing it so that we keep Shabbos that moment longer. Eliyahu Hanovi. So Eliyahu is literally proclaimed as a Navi, the prophet, Eliyahu Atishbi, and Eliyahu Agilodi. Now, what do these three different terms mean? So, <coughs> let me begin to share with you. The first one, the Leo Anavi, that is very clear. He is going to herald 
the coming of Moshiach. And as Rashi and Tosvos both point out in the Gemara Erevin, Mem Gimel Amebeis, Sheba, he's coming Levaseir Hagula. He's going to herald the, please God, future redemption. And this is coming out of his being a prophet. Secondly, we find the following. What does it mean, Veheshev Lev Avos Albanim? He's going to restore, literally, the hearts of fathers and children, and children and fathers. And Rashi explains the father is not only fathers and sons, but we're talking about our Father in heaven. He is going to literally um, bring about tshuva, a return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he is called Tishbi from the concept of Tshuva, that Elio is going to arouse Tshuva within the Jewish people. And finally, he's called Elio HaGil Adi. Why? Because he was a member of the Sanhedrin and as he was a member of the Sanhedrin, please God, in the future, he is going to bring about, once again, the Sanhedrin. Now, how important is this, that Elio Anovi is going to uh, bring back the Sanhedrin? So, I'd like to share with you the very powerful teaching of the Briskarov in his parish on the Torah, who says the following, in explaining that famous pasuk of Kisif Kohen Yishmuru Das Visora Yivakshu Mipiu, he says the following, that unfortunately at the time of uh, the Churban, when the Sanhedrin was um, disbanded, we, there was a break in the tradition. Now, unfortunately, there was no one to perpetuate this Mesorah which we had, and that's why after the Sanhedrin was disbanded, only then was there Machlokes in Yisrael. The fact that Elio Hanavi was a part of the Sanhedrin, and Elio Hanavi is alive and kicking, ah, this means that our holy Misora has not been interrupted. And that's why, interestingly, my friends, we find that oftentimes when the Talmud says that we have reached a point where of great uncertainty and we just don't know how to resolve it, the Gemara concludes with 
Teiku, understood by our rabbis to mean Tishbi, Yitares, Kushios, Vaabayos. That Elio Anavi is going to be the one to resolve this. Wait a second. Why Elio Anavi? We believe in Tchias Amesim. Why not say that Moshe Rabbeinu in the. No, the answer is that the Misora has to come from a living person. There has to be that continuation of Ishmi Pi Ish. And guess what? Our Torah is a Torah Schayim. The Torah is alive. Ilioa Navi is alive. And he is the one who has this Misora. And he is the one that once again is going to bring back this Misora. He is going to, please God, uh, bring back the Sanhedrin. And that's why the Rambam in his uh, commentary on his Perish Mishnayis in chapter 1 of Sanhedrin, Mishnah Gimel writes, Ein ben David ba, Mashiach is only going to come when Sanhedrin Chosrim, when the Sanhedrin is returned. Why? Because the primary Hashros, Hashchina, God's presence is through the Sanhedrin. Now, interestingly, we live in the United States, and the United States prides itself that there is a separation of church and state. And we, as Jewish people, say and believe just the opposite. Not only is Torah a theocracy, but where did the Sanhedrin meet? It met in the Lishkas HaGazas, which you can say was part of the Beis HaMikdash complex. Why? Because these 71 judges were not just brilliant Talmidei Chachamim, but they had an extra factor going in their favor. Namely, they were positively influenced by the Shekhinah from the Beis HaMikdash. And so we pride ourselves that there is that merging of the two, of the uh, Beis HaMikdash and the Sanhedrin. And indeed, what do we find in Tilim Kuf Chaf Beis, when David HaMelech extols Somachti Ba'umrim Li Beis Hashem Neilech, that I'm going to Beis Hashem, and he speaks about the greatness of Yerushalayim, and what does he say in Pasuk 5, Kuf Chaf Beis, Ki Shoma Yashvu Kisos LeMishpat, Kisos LeBeis David. There there's going to be there there was the Sanhedrin, and there there's going to be the Sanhedrin in the future, a forerunner for based of it. And finally, what do we find in the Mishnah in chapter 9 of Sota, Mishnah 11? Says the Mishnah, Mishabatla Sanhedrin, Forty years before the destruction of the second base on Migdash, when the Sanhedrin was disbanded, at that time there they said, okay, no more singing, whether you had wine in the places of gathering and parties, etc. Why? Already, once the Sanhedrin is gone, there is the beginning of the end of the Beis HaMikdosh. And just as we are now in the period of the three weeks, no music for us, so too then, when there was no Sanhedrin, no more music. We live today in a time in Eretz Yisrael to look today how there is no 
government in place. There is much disarray in every area. Why? Because we don't yet have that Sanhedrin. And therefore, when we dive in every day, in our Shmona Esrei, Hoshiva Shoftinu Kivarishona, the 11th bracha in the Shmona Esrei, understand that what we are praying for is the restoration of the Sanhedrin. We're praying for Emir Hashem very quickly, Sheyabona Beisam Migdash, because they are inextricably bound together. And therefore, I pray that our Tfilos, that our preparation for uh, Havdolah, that our beginning each and every week with the yearning for uh, Elio is not simply, as we're all familiar, to herald the Geula, how important that is, but Elio HaTishbi, he's going to arouse Tshuva, and Elio HaGiladi, he's going to restore, please God, law and order, and unity in the Jewish people, please God, very soon in our day. Shabbat Shalom to all.